the leader of Sinn Féin, the Republican Party, the party that represents the Republicans of Ireland, the people in Ireland who want a 32-county Ireland, who want an all-inclusive, wonderful republic. Well, I was quite surprised to hear on Joe.ie, by the way, you can see they hear the full audio. But I'm going to give you a little excerpt from the audio when she was interviewed uh, by Alan Coyne. Uh, on joe.ie and have a quick listen to this my anthem is Aaron Naveen my flag is the green white and orange tricolour but in the course of a debate that is inclusive if you call for an inclusive debate you have to allow for everything to be put on the table so when we see everything can be put on the table that's what needs to happen it doesn't mean I do not favour re-entering the Commonwealth I don't think there's anything in that for us I think it's I, I think it's a bit of a nonsense suggestion. But if others believe that that's a course of action, well, that's serious. If, if there's a view around any element of symbolism or celebration in a New Ireland, let's talk about that. And as regards unionist identity, I, I think we need to understand that the Good Friday Agreement on core issues around uh, citizenship, core issues around parity of esteem, all of that work is done. You know, that's already hardwired into our system of governance. So we shouldn't create any sense of panic that we're starting from ground zero or that we're setting the clock back for our unionist uh, citizens, our unionist brothers and sisters. That's not the case. Work has already been done. The challenge is in a 32 county context to build on that and to collectively decide what that looks like. And we're well we're well capable of doing that. I, I actually think that has the makings of a very challenging conversation, but actually a very interesting, a very energising conversation as well. Ooh, this is not the same Sinn Féin I remember from 20 years ago, not that I was ever a fan of them in the first place. So, to quote her, my anthem is Aaron Levine. My flag is the green, white and orange tricolour, but if you call for an inclusive debate, you have to allow for everything to be put on the table. That's according to Mary Lewis. You're talking to Ellen Coyne from Joe.ie. She said she would discuss the changing of the flag for a united Ireland. Hmm. She also doesn't believe Ireland joining the Commonwealth is a good suggestion, but is willing to look at it if others believe it might be. She says if there's any question over symbolism or celebrations, we should have an open discussion on it. Wow. It's a very different Sinn Féin, isn't it? She said the challenge is, in a 32-county context, to build on that and collectively decide what that looks like. You know, get together with the unionists. Have a little chat about it. You don't like our flag? Oh, it's no problem. we get rid of it for you, so. We don't like yours either. So let's have one that's inclusive between the two of us. What are they kind of suggesting? Maybe a green and white with a George's cross overlaid on top of it or a Union Jack kind of, you know, watermark in the background or something. I don't know what they're kind of talking about here. Of course, she is referring to the fact that if the no-deal Brexit happens in three months' time, a referendum on a united Ireland may be a logical outcome in the near future. And I'll be honest and say I don't think that Britain actually wants Northern Ireland. I don't think they give a shit about it, personally. It's a thorn in their side. It could end up like the Isle of Wight floating off in the sea somewhere. I mean, they can't even form a government up there, for God's sake, in Northern Ireland, for six counties, which Sinn Féin and the DUP at loggerheads constantly for years now. And they have at least had two very different views on life and the future of Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland could end up, as I said, like the Isle of Wight and looking after itself when all this is over. 
But polls taken before Brexit suggested that the country was pretty much divided in two when it came to a United Ireland vote. But since Brexit, there seems to be a kind of lean or an appetite for a United Ireland for financial and trade reasons because Britain doesn't really want it. Boris has said that he will do his best to avoid a border in Northern Ireland in when it comes to a no-deal Brexit, and Ireland, but that can't be guaranteed. So if a no-deal Brexit happens in three months, we could be looking at a doomsday scenario. Now, don't get me wrong. As much as I believe there could be a hard border in Northern Ireland, I wouldn't like to see it happen, because I can tell you now, the first chap that stands out there with a uniform and puts his hand up to stop a car in Uri, someone's going to throw a petrol bomb at him. I wouldn't like to be that guy. That would be the cause of civil war, in my opinion. And I would hate to see that happening. We've spent too long trying to fix this problem. I mean, Brexit will undoubtedly be harmful to Ireland. But a far greater injustice would be done if this republic was persuaded to accept Sinn Féin as its legitimate international representatives if they took a seat in Westminster. I'm surprised to hear the leader of Sinn Féin saying our flag and our anthem is on the table for discussion. I'm shocked to hear that from Sinn Féin. I never thought we'd hear those words coming from her mouth. Those words would have never came from the mouth of Martin McGuinness or Jerry Adams. Not that I was a fan of either one of them. Although I do like Jerry's beard. But those words would have never come from their mouths. Ever. Or any Republican that I've ever interviewed on the air, those words have never come from their mouths. But maybe you think, she's right. We need to move on. We need to bury the hatchet. We need to maybe change. This is not the Ireland that we all remember. This is a new Ireland, maybe a new united Ireland, 32 counties. And if that be the case, to pacify the loyalists, the unionists, then maybe we need to change the flag and change the anthem to be more inclusive and to include them because, of course, they wouldn't accept the Irish anthem. They wouldn't accept the Irish flag because, of course, most of them fly the George's Cross or the Union Jack. All you got to do is drive up to Northern Ireland. Certain parts of Northern Ireland, every flag, every pole you'll see will have a George's Cross or a Union Jack on it. Other parts of Northern Ireland will have the tricolour. So she believes we have to come together, put them on the table and discuss what we're going to do. She said, we are willing to put them on the table. Is she right? Would you sacrifice the Irish flag, the Irish national anthem... Would you sacrifice it? Huh? For a united Ireland. That's a shit version of the National Anthem. I don't know who gave me that one. <laughs> That's... I, I just, sorry, that was my own fault. That's not the national, the Irish National Anthem at all. Should have had a proper Irish, Irish National Anthem there. I'm actually quite ashamed of that piece of music, whatever the hell that was. I think it was somebody on a guitar trying to play it. Probably. Anyway. Would you sacrifice the flag an anthem for something more inclusive for the Unionists. All right, let me know, would you sacrifice it? <laughs> it's hard to get the Irish National Anthem now. You can text us at 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me know, would you sacrifice it? Now, let me go to uh, John. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? How are you doing? Good. John, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're shocked. I'm shocked. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Sinn Féin. Never was. But I'm shocked yes. to hear Mary Lou say that. I can't believe it because this is coming from a party now, right? Uh, last 74 seats during the, the local elections, right? Nationally. 
And I think, like, what she has just done out tonight now, she thinks it's good, you know, to a good few seats, I say, if the general election comes within the next couple of months or possibly into next year, because any Republican out there or anyone that have any leading torch in Fianna they here, this kind of rhetoric, I mean, this is insane, like, from a, a leader of, uh, as you said previously, Matt McGuinness, like, in, and Jerry Adams would have never went down the sword, like, I mean, this is political suicide for her, like, political suicide, her days are numbered now, actually, I think, within Sinn Féin, like, for what she Well, it, well to me, like, it looks it looks like she would like to take a seat at Westminster, um, and she's quite tight to take the seat, by the way, she, but she'll only seem to take it on her terms. Um, but she would like to take a seat at Westminster and be, I suppose, the logical representative of, of Ireland in Britain. Well, you see, the thing is, look, I mean, they want to be very careful because, look, Barat Canoa and Coveney, like, have made soundings now lately again about Northern Ireland, like, and Baratka has been criticised. And rightly so, because it's the wrong thing to be moving off you now about your, your United Ireland and all this kind of stuff. Well, it, well, it's not really, because it's a logical conversation, John, because if we have a no-deal Brexit in three months' time, you know, the United Ireland is certainly the next conversation we have to have. Well, not necessarily, because, look, I, I firmly believe that Boris is because, look, Theresa May was a weak Prime Minister, and like, he's, he's going around against Europe. And he's saying, look, if I don't get a new deal, negotiate... He, well, he has said today that he is pretty sure there will be no deal. He said that today. That there'll be no deal? No deal. Yeah, well, this is it. He, he's he said it's looking like, very likely there'll be no yeah, deal. And, and you know what he's going to do then as well now? Like, I mean, they reckon, like, the, the payoff, like, I mean, that they would have to get out of Europe, I think, is 40, 40 billion. He won't pay a cent to that, because like, he won't have to. Right? Well, he, well, he could save himself 16 billion a year by dumping Northern Ireland. Well, that's true. But the thing, the thing is, like, I mean, as long as those people, look, they want to remain part of the United Kingdom, like, and would, again, take up arms, even against their own government. But you want, you want a united Ireland, don't you, John? You're a Republican. Yeah, it would be great to see you. OK, well, I mean, then are you willing to sacrifice your flag and your anthem for it? Because it's not going to happen. It's not whether I want no, no, I'm asking you a question. Are you willing to sacrifice your flag and anthem for a united Ireland? No, I'm not. I mean, the tricolour... Well, the then, you, well, well then what you want is you want the people of Northern Ireland to consider themselves British or loyalists, or unionists, whatever they consider themselves, you want them to sacrifice their flag? No, they can keep their union jack, whatever, and the Republicans can, north of the border, can fly their tricolours in national areas. But it won't be north of the border if there's a united Ireland. There'll be no such thing as north of the border. But it won't be united. That's not going to happen. Like, I mean, they only look to six Don't countries. Don't be so pessimistic, John. It'll still stay apart of the United Kingdom because look, the unionists are not going to be allowed. That's not going to happen. And maybe, they may not have a, a choice in the matter. A, a lot of the nationalists, I mean, don't want to join up with the Republic either. Let's be honest. Though. They don't. Well, I mean, because, don't get me wrong. From a financial and logistical point of view, I think, you know, there's a lot to think about in the United Ireland, apart from just 32 counties and we all celebrate. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got a lot to think about. You've got, you know, GP care, hate, you know, the cost of the NHS. Yeah. You've got a cost of uh, disability allowance is the highest in Europe and Northern Ireland. Uh, you know, dis- disability payments, uh, yeah. social welfare payments, massive unemployment. Well, you, you, you've got you, a huge problem up there. You've got 16 billion being yeah, subsidised yeah. into yeah. that country. That's that right. So we said, we said it's worth a lot and so we get United Ireland and are the people of the public down here going to pay higher taxes? The services of the homeless service at the moment, the way our health sector is under threat and, and underfunded, whatever. Are we going to pay even more penalty by having longer waiting this like, I mean, less houses if we're going to have to come up with another 16 or 17 billion to take on the million from the north? So it sounds like you like the idea, you just don't want to pay for it. But the people won't pay for it down here because if you, tell, if you ask people down here, if you're doing the referendum in the morning, would you pay higher taxes? 
and, and we say, would you sacrifice some of the services for the United Ireland? I guarantee you, they'd be a Okay, so if I ask the question, are you willing to pay an extra 30 quid a week in tax for United Ireland or 20 quid a week in tax? They won't go for it. No, they wouldn't. You're right. Well, stay yeah. there for a second because, Padraig, you're on Classic Hits. Now, maybe I have the anthem right this time. Padraig. There it is, Padraig. Stand and salute. <laughs> Here we go. Padraig, are you willing to sacrifice it? Sacrifice it? <laughs> that was a famous song by um, Elton John, wasn't it? Sacrifice. Sacrifice, that's right. <laughs> Correct. Uh, well, it's nice to hear John O'D, their fellow patriot, giving his contribution as usual. And, um, Thanks, Padraig. No problem, John. Look, at, at the end of the day here, Niall, we... We have a situation, uh, uh, no time for Sinn Féin anymore, being an ex-member. I think they've turned into left-wing traitors. Are, are, you, are you surprised to hear Sinn Féin now saying that the anthem and the tricolour could be put on the table, everything could be put on the table? You see, um, it, this is really, it really is incredible. Like I said at a previous juncture, and I, uh, do you want to be free from the British shackles? But prepare to be uh, run by Brussels instead. I mean, are these people imbeciles? I mean, we're not going to be a sovereign country. Whilst we remember, we remain, sorry, a, a member of this corrupt rich man's club, namely the EU, who actually are so corrupt they make the Russian mafia look like choir boys now. Mm-hmm. Now, Getting back to Sinn Féin, like I said, these are red herrings and semantics as regards... It reminds me a bit of Ireland's call in the rugby. Uh, we, we know that was to appease our northern brethren, the unionist brethren that play rugby, you know. But look, at, at the end of the day, uh, like I say, I've no time for Mary Lou. I've no time for Sinn Féin. I think the, the left-wing traitors, like I said, uh, make us, we're going to be an in, the indigenous people and minority by 2050. And these people have the audacity to call themselves patriots. Well, that's what they claim, but they, they claim they're being inclusive. And by the way, Tom mentions as well a correction, Niall. Unionists do not fly the George's Cross, as it's the English flag. I have seen George's Cross up there in Northern Ireland. But anyway, uh, you're confusing the flag. Well, I wasn't confusing it with the red hand of Ulster flag. I have seen that one too, Tom. And as well as the Union Jack. I've seen all three flags well, up there flying. Niall. Yeah. I never thought I, I'd see the day as myself from Irish Republican lineage that I would have more in common with the DUP than <laughs> the, the, the so-called and uh, Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage. Um, I, I'll give you an instance, Niall. A couple of years ago, a friend, a friend of mine who was higher up the food chain than I was, he actually, uh, as an Irish, also Irish Republican lineage, actually, in the Brexit uh, um, referendum in 2016, he went to the north of England and canvassed with Nigel Farage. Now, uh, the English... <laughs> uh, Think about this, an ex-IRA man goes to Britain because he sees the bigger picture of what's happening, the demographics demographics in Europe. Like the Irish-English thing is all had to a certain extent. So like I said, the bigger picture is what's happening here. We're a minority, not just us, by the way, the French and British. I could go on, the Scandinavians. Uh, our culture has been, been destroyed. And then I said, and by Barrett, in, in making us, because of these cheerle- cheerleaders for open borders, 
They really are. They, they should I'll be honest with you. I would take these people out. Okay, I know what you're. I know where you're going with that. All right, but we're not sort of encouraging any kind of violence, and I certainly wouldn't be encouraging any sort of violence towards anybody in the show. But okay, you don't agree with them, and I understand you don't agree with them. But what Mary Lou is trying to say is, going forward, Padraig, right, to be inclusive, and if we're to get to any kind of agreement at all, everything has to be up for discussion. That's more or less what she's saying, including, although she doesn't agree with it, joining the Commonwealth. Yeah. Look, do you know something? These people are not only economically bankrupt, they are all the growth. Let's take the economic, let's forget about the, the sovereignty argument for one second island and immigration, right? That was mainly why the people right across from the Midlands up the north of England uh, and Wales. That's, it wasn't just about the economics for these people. These people are already poor now. So whether they were going to be 20 quid a week more poor, it didn't really matter because they, they were... But are you come- willing, as John rightly said, you know, because if we genuinely were to consider a United Ireland, it would be expensive. Um, we would have to probably pay more taxes. Are you willing to pay an extra 20 or 30 quid in your taxes for a United Ireland? Look, I would be, but it depends on, on, on which circumstances. Like I said, I never thought I'd see the day when I had more come out to DUP as regards what's happening in Europe than, than the, these, like, these traitors I call them now in Sinn Féin. And okay, well, 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 hang on for a second because I want to go to Luke as well. Luke doesn't believe they're traitors. He believes they're trying to compromise. Sorry, Luke, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Luke? Hi, I'm not too bad. Good, yeah, Luke. No, I, what do you want to say? I would agree with, I would agree with Mary, Mary Lou McDonald there, actually. I wouldn't be, I'm not a member of Fianna, I'm not a member of Sinn Féin, but I used to be a member of Fianna Fáil. So I think really we do need to compromise if we're ever to get a, if we're ever to get a United Ireland. But you never thought you'd hear Sinn Féin say they compromised the Irish flag and the anthem. I never yeah, thought I'd hear those words coming out of her mouth. No, neither did I. I'm very surprised, but I, I agree with her. We're not well, that's because, well, that's because, we probably, Luke, you're up, well, that's because you're probably on the left, are you? No, I'm, I'd be, I consider myself on the right, actually. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that, well, that surprises me then. Because that yeah. Patrick is going to now accuse you of being a traitor. <laughs> I I'm imagine. Not a traitor at all. I, re- I consider myself a Republican. I'm a Republican, you know. Well, if we you're, re- if you're a Republican, why, why would you be so keen to, well, not keen to get rid of the flag? Why do, would you even compromise the flag if you're a Republican? Why? Because we have to, we have to, we have to compromise our fellow brothers and sisters up north. Our, our unionist brothers and sisters, you know? Our unionist not, brothers not, and sisters. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a Republican. I'm a Republican, yeah. <laughs> uh, Padre, well, there you go. You might have to compromise not, with his unionist. We're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere if we don't compromise. Okay, no, I, got, I get your point. Padre, are you still there? Here and I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And John, there you go. Luke, a young man by the sounds of things, says you can't be burying your head in the sand, basically. Uh, you got to compromise, you know, with our unionist brothers and sisters if we're to get anywhere. What, what are you going to do now if the, if the unionists like, still want to remain part of Great Britain like you mean? And, I mean, you can't force them into United Ireland. Well, the, well, no, well, that's, John, that's neither here nor there. If there's a referendum and they vote to be part of the Republic of Ireland, well, then, you know, well, that's what we have to do. I don't think they would be. Look, there's a third scenario which nobody ever brings up, right? And here's the third scenario, right? If they don't want to, if they want, if they can't stay part of Britain, if they don't want to go into the United Ireland. Oh, they can be, they can be an independent country themselves. Yes, they can, but to do that, you see. I'm put them there. To do that, you have Hang to on, have Luke. a new name, you have to launch a new currency, right, which will start on the floor, and it will take how long before it will work its way up along the scale. Yeah, but they could be like the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, Luke, but you how, want to say how, something there? How are we going to appeal to unions up north? I mean, how are we, how are we going to get a United Ireland if we're not going to... 
compromise in certain respects, you know. Mm. How are we going to get them on board? Well, it's a fair point, Padraig. If you've ever to get a United Ireland, how are you going to get the unionists on board when you're not willing to compromise? They're never going to accept a union, or the, the tricolour, or the Irish National Anthem, for that matter. Well, no, like I said, life is about compromise now. But at the end of the day, there is a lot of... Uh, Catholics in Northern Ireland who are happy with the status quo that there could be high as 10% actually that do not want because um, I've heard this argument for years obviously the Catholics are uh, having more babies than, than the unions and eventually they'll be getting now this parity more or less and being the majority but if you have 10, 15%, 20% of nationalists that, that want to stay in the union it, it, forget about birth rate it's, it's, it's going to take another three, four generations maybe you know as the economic argument, um, Niall, I think all the, all the growth, by the way, is outside, is in China, it's in America, it's in Africa. The, the, you know, it's, well, the I Germans, know I but I don't know whether the growth is actually in well, America, particularly you know, the fact the, the, they just reduced their interest rates. But anyway, hold on now. No, yeah. the, the German uh, GDP at the moment is is, is now almost zero percent. There's a lot. I won't even talk about the Italian um, banking crisis. There's a lot of countries in the EU now. If the EU is such a panacea now, why did you have the, the yellow vest movement there a few months back in France, the second highest, powerful, second most powerful country in the EU? Poor people, like I, this argument before, I've born and down the town. They can't pay their bills because if you're on twenty grand a year now, whether you're in the EU or out of it. You're still poor. It doesn't make any difference. The only people that benefit from the EU Nile are, uh, like, I tell you who, the likes of, um, what do you call that, uh, Tory MP, Michael Heseltine. Mm. He, he's, you know why he's so pro um, EU? Because he's making he's, a good he's, salary of it. He's, no, as well as that, scratch the surface. He gets a 100 grand, 100,000 pound a year, per annum grant from the EU because he's got a big how state farm in, in the UK. So let's get right. Most of these people have skin in the game. There's vested interest. Like I said, the... Re- if, okay, if well, the we're, 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 we're going off the subject. I don't want to have a discussion on the EU and Brexit and everything else that goes along with it at the moment. There's going to be another three months of that and we're all going to be sick of it. But let's focus on what Mary Lou said. And Luke, you know, as much as I understand what you're saying and I agree, even though I'm not a liberal myself or I'm not a lefty, but I do agree with what you're saying. In some sense, there has to be a compromise. I'm just shocked to hear that compromise coming from Sinn Féin. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a sinner. I used to be a member of Fianna Fáil. I left. Well, yeah, okay, but I know you're not a sinner. But I mean, I think no. you, as anybody else, must be surprised by it, because I thought they would My, die with the flag wrapped around them. I, I am surprised. I'm, I'm. I'm very surprised by your comments. Well, they're, they're welcome all the same, you know. But they are welcome, you believe. They're welcome, yeah, they're very welcome. All right, let me take a break. You can keep texting. The number is 0871880008. That's 0871880008. Uh, Mary Lou MacDonald has said, My anthem uh, is our on a vein. My flag is the green, white and orange tricolour. But if you call for an inclusive debate, obviously in relation to United Ireland, uh, we have to allow for everything to be put on the table. Hmm. She also doesn't believe that joining the Commonwealth is a good suggestion, but is willing to look at it if others believe it's a good suggestion. In other words, everything is on the table. Did you ever think you'd hear Mary Lou or Sinn Féin saying anything like that in your life? Well, they've just said it. Uh, let me see. Luke is like a Catholic who votes for abortion and same-sex marriage, says Kevin in Limerick. Um, well, I'm actually pro-life, so um, but I support same-sex marriage as well. All right, okay. All right, okay. I think, he's talk- I think he's talking about hypocrisy. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I forget the song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sean also says so. Here's Dimwit Podrick slagging the immigrants again. Big surprise. As predictable as a priest. You know what? a boy. Okay. Not every priest, Sean. I think that's probably. To be honest, which I think you ruined your whole statement by throwing that bit in at the end. Maliki Steenson. Maliki, good evening to you. Well, good evening, Niall. I wouldn't say angry is the right word, but, you know. Confused? I in from my holidays. Yeah. Um, no, not, not, not remotely confused, I have to say. I, I predicted all of these things. Um, I, but I used to, honestly, now, honestly, Maliki, are you surprised to hear Mary Lou saying that the anthem and the flag is on the table, essentially? Not in the slightest. Now, more than I was surprised when she said a number of weeks ago that we should discuss going back into the Commonwealth. But she, when she said that again. Donald. She said that again tonight. She said she didn't believe per- personally it was a good idea, but if others believe it is, it might be uh, look it worth looking at. Well, let's look at the factual situation in relation to the individual you've identified there. She's somebody who was in Fianna Fáil when she was in Trinity, who saw a better career option by joining the provisional party which was on the rise, which is now under her leadership, seeing the biggest decrease in support than it had at any the hunger strike. Now, Mary Lou MacDonald is not an Irish Republican. And let, nobody well, 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 well let's be clear, she claims to be, obviously. Well, so does Michal Martin. And indeed, only last week, so did Leo Varadkar. And if people believe that, that parties who have been since 1922, have executed people for saying that Ireland should have the right to sovereignty, that Ireland should have the right to self-determination, who have executed people, both, both Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, in the 20s, 30s and 40s, interned people in the 50s, and now there are people in jail, in McGabry and in Port Leash, for saying that Ireland should be an independent sovereign nation. But Maliki, people are going to say, oh, but you look, Maliki's living in the past. He, you know, he's a Republican. He was certainly a Republican activist many, many years ago. You're living in the past, Maliki. This is all about inclusivity, and that's what she's talking about. And she believes that if we have to, you know, compromise somewhat to get what we want, well, isn't this the best way to do it? Well, well, well that's fair enough. But don't be calling yourself a Republican while you're doing it. Let's say you're now a constitutional nationalist. Let's now say you believe that Britain should have a role in, in the affairs of, of Ireland, and particularly in the north of Ireland. Let's say that you're prepared to administer British rule in Ireland until the British government. Until, and they talk about a border poll. A border poll, and people should read the GFA. A border poll can only come around once, and I don't believe in a border poll, because I think the, only, the, the people of Ireland made a decision in 1918 and decided that Ireland was a republic and ratified what people in 1916 had done. And people would need to learn history. And remember that a tricolour came into this country and was brought in by John Francis Marr, who adopted the French Revolution flag and who brought a very inclusive flag and flew it first in Waterford and said that the Irish was for unionism, the Green for nationalism, on a back, white background of peace. Now, what can be more inclusive than that? Unless yeah, but, yeah, but that, and, that, and that's your view of it. I'm not disagreeing no, with no, the history on. with the history of the flag. But you know as well as I do that unionists and the loyalists of the north would never accept the un or the the tricolour as their national flag. No more than we no. would accept the, the the Union Jack. So what I'm saying no, is, on. what she's no, saying no. is, but I suppose theoretically, get rid of both flags, have a new flag for a 32 county republic. Well, hold on. That is the flag of the 32-county republic. And what Macdonald would want to replace it with, and the new... Uh, well, she hasn't, she that, said, that she hasn't said she wants to replace it with anything. Well, I tell you she, what, says, she, she said it's on the table. It. 
what she wants to replace it with it probably is the rainbow flag because that's the trajectory that she's on, right? Now, the union flag, right, is the flag of the United Kingdom, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, right? The North has its own flag. Scotland has its flag. Wales has its flag. And England has its flag. And those are all encompassed within the union flag. And if you you drive up to Northern Ireland, you will see all of those flags. Every every last one of them. The state of Northern Ireland. If I drive over the border, as you do regularly and as I do regularly, I enter the north of Ireland, the northeast part of this island. I've seen everything from the Red Hand of Ulster to the George's Cross to the Union Jack hanging from poles uh, and the Tricolour. And and in fact, in in many loyalist areas, you've seen the the flag of Israel for some strange reason. (laughs) I don't know what that's about. And in in nationalist areas, you will will see the Palestinian flag. (laughs) But, you know, this nonsense that prevails, these are side issues in relation to, to... to, um, where we are. Well, they're not really that, side issues because they're quite symbolic. I mean, the Irish flag and the Irish, Irish national anthem, and I'm not a Republican, but they are quite symbolic of what Ireland is. And if we start to lose them, I think Podrick's view is we're losing our identity. Well, and that is true. And what I have said consistently, and this talk of that, that we're currently because of Brexit and, oh, because if the North leaves the European Union... The unionists will suddenly want to join with this tip of a country that we have, who can't even, for instance, build a hospital without a cost of billions, can't even ensure that when it rains, the sewerage in Ring's End doesn't end up in the Liffey. You know, we, we live in a country which is totally dysfunctional. And we're, we're saying to people in another part of the island, come down and join this tip, where you'll wait for months for to get medical care, You'll pay for it through the nose. You know, why you'll pay it through the nose for housing. You won't get state housing. Why, the, why would anybody in the north, for instance, on the... On well, my, they, uh, hold on, on they have... They, they, I mean, look, they have the same problems in the north as well. I mean, housing is a problem in the north. When I say home, homelessness or temporary accommodation is a problem. Uh, they've also got a problem in the north, as you know, because they don't have to have a government. Councils are not operating properly. Grass is not being cut. Areas are not being cleaned and, up. And, and why, why do we not have a government in the north? Well, the, 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 the provisions, you, hold on. The when you got two of them, they just can't agree with each other. No, that's not... I mean, the provisions brought down the Assembly because... Mostly because of the, the meeting in the Felons Club where they saw that the people on the ground were now shifting and saying, look, you're in there for 10 or 15 years and nothing has changed. Get out. So they were reacting to that. They used the, 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 the boiler thing, which they were, their members were making as much money out of as members of, of the DUP and every other party. And now they tell us that they won't come back into Stormont because the DUP won't legislate for gay marriage and abortion. You know, I don't know anybody, and I said this to you before, who got, would have got out of their beds in the 70s and 80s and not alone risked their own life, but somebody else's life for those two issues. I certainly would have never got out of my bed if I thought that in, 19, in 2019, 40 years, 50 years into the struggle, and I'm 56 and I'm at this army life, that I would have never got out of my bed 
if I thought it was about those two issues. Okay, well, say there a second, Malachi. Loads of people are texting in. Somebody says the North is soon to be a thing of the past. Uh, unification is inevitable. It's what Boris really means about removing the backstops, as Monty and Cork. Another person says a lot of yesteryear people on your show tonight, Niall. Yeah, what, like older people? Well, Malachi's 56, I'm 55. The current generation will define what republicanism means for them, not people from the past. Their day is over, says Lara in Dublin. Podrick, your day is over. But before, just before I go on to Mary Lou McDonald again. Okay, but um, do, you want to, do you want to just respond to what Lara just said? That yesteryear people on the air, old boys like yourself who look, just won't, who won't move on. Look, tell that clown to come on and engage with me in a debate instead of sending in these cowardly texts. By the way, I want the right to reply here. That, that, that clown that called me a demon, was that uh, the charlatan? The, the oh, it, it, was, it was Sean, yes. It was. Right, you, he's called you names, now you've called him names, now we're done, right? I don't want to get into it. I, every time the two of you get involved in a Barney, we spend 15 minutes of the two of you arguing. I'm not doing it again tonight. Stick to the topic, my, uh, my partner. You know something? Patrick, stick to the topic. Get back to what we're talking about. I don't want you to give him a reason to come on, all right? Get a reason. Okay, so, Patrick, <laughs> you're desperate to do this. Stick to the topic. Forget about the text. You've said it. She was talking about. Right. She, she, this woman wants to be run by Brussels. How can she call herself an Irish Republican? It's ludicrous. This woman, she, she wants to be free from the shackles of the British, but she wants to be run by Brussels. She has the audacity to call herself a Republican. All right, well, okay, let me go to Andrew. Andrew, you're a classic kid. How are you doing, Andrew? Oh, yeah, just listen there. Like, this is hectic there. Look, I'll just throw my two cents in. Uh, like, uh, I've been, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, Republican. I've always wanted to see my fucking, my country to be to be united. Uh, uh, my, my, what I said in the text is, uh, I do not know what the sentiment means, uh, as, uh, as, as, your, as part of it, I think, is in the next was uh, the nationalist for the green, the unionist for the orange, and the peace. Maliki said that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do they not sort of send that? Like, why give up that sentiment is all I'm saying. But uh, if it means United Ireland, if it means this country can finally fucking get on and move on to fuck and just... Watch the language a little bit there, Andrew, if you can. Sorry, yeah. sorry, okay. sorry. And just, and just, they just move on. Uh, I, I will be willing to change it. To change so it you're, willing, so you're willing to compromise I, to I move will, on? But, but if it means putting a union jack in the corner like, like where the white might end up, I would say no. No, no, no. I don't think anybody's so suggesting like, a union like jack. Of Australia and things like that. And, no, nobody's suggesting a union jack, Andrew. I think what's being suggested is, you know, maybe a whole new flag. Yeah, well, look, look. As much as it, it has the sentiment that's in this, because how 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 much uh, you know how better can you can you get only the peace between us, supposedly? Okay. Sorry, Maliki. Well, you know, you go. Andrew is willing as a Republican. He's willing, you know, because he wants a thirty-two county Ireland. He's willing to compromise. Well, well, let's just go back to what one of your other texters said about redefining republicanism and that the next generation would redefine it. Republicanism doesn't need to be redefined. The problem is that people have continually redefined it in terms of now republicanism is seen as implementing British rule in Ireland through Stormont. Republicanism is very clear in its beliefs and people need to go back to what the basic republican tenets are from the... the 16 Proclamation and the Democratic Programme for Government in 1918. That is Republican philosophy, and that cannot change. Now, the, the, the flag was brought into this state country by uh, Francis Marr. It was established as the flag of the Republic. Mm. And, you see, people are getting confused. People think a united Ireland is simply latching on the north onto this state. What Republicans want is the re-establishment of the Irish Republic as 
proclaimed in arms in 1916 and is ratified by the people in 1918, and it was defeated in 1922 and it saw setback after setback ever since. And what we need is the re-establishment of that republic, and that will bring about all of the changes and that will solve all of the problems that are endemic in this society because this country was built on fraud and it was built on, an, on the defeat of the republic, not the establishment of it. And well, people need I, to actually I, I go back in their history and understand that. all of that. I agree with everything you said there. Yeah. Just to say, I agree with everything that man just said, yeah. And because the, the British state used the North to hold its military power in Ireland and hold part of this island and establish a base, that can't be ratified now by simply saying, oh, well, you know, because of Brexit. And if people think that Brexit is going to lead to any kind of a, a resolution of these issues, they're living in cloud cuckoo land. OK, well, hang on. Let me just go to Dermot as well. Dermot, you're on Classic. Go, go on. Just, yeah, sorry, go just ahead. One more point before, before I go, because I, I am on holidays. I know, yeah. Speaking to you from... from the other Celtic part of the world in, in Britain. Yeah, Kevin Limerick, by the way, who says the mind boggles as to why an educated man like Maliki would disturb his holidays. But go on, yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, I wonder that myself at times. But people who campaigned in every referendum about the expansion of European powers from Amsterdam, Maastricht, Lisbon 1 and 2, those campaigns were by and large not led by the provisional movement, but included the provisional party as a key part and now suddenly because it suits them and it suits the funding that they're getting into the north through all these dubious schemes and which they want to hold on to they're now the biggest supporters of the european union ever remember Sinn fein in, in, in the 1970s campaigned no eec and now all of a sudden they're siding with europe now they're well, no, the provision. Well, mind you, Malik, it's not unusual for any political party, and the majority of them have flip flopped well, on a regular basis, including our own no, politicians they're, they're, and our own Leo Varadkar. Yes, and the reality is that politicians, once they see the taste of power, turn their back on everything that they that they walked on to get them. Yeah, but I mean, you could say the same with Fianna Fáil. Fianna Fáil used to be a very conservative party and would have never, for example, voted or told people to vote yes for abortion. But, of course, Michal Martin did. Leo Varadkar is also a man who said that he would never agree with abortion land, and he did. So yes. people, I so mean, there, people change their views. About, no, the argument on, is no. people that change their views according to what they believe the atmosphere in the country is because that's what they're supposed but to be, public on. representatives, isn't it? No, that's populism. That's not actually having a view or a political principle. That's saying, I will go along with what I think will get me more power. And remember... Well, no, not necessarily. Sometimes I would agree with you, Maliki, but I do believe that it is a politician's job to represent the people. And if he, no, believe, no, if he believes no, the no. people have an appetite for a certain thing, well, then sometimes a politician will run with that. If a politician stands in an election, for instance, that wimp that's in the Department of Health that's destroying the health of women up and down this country, stands in an election and says that, for instance... And he wrote to the pro-life uh, community and he said, I will stand against abortion and I will be totally opposed to it. Then when he saw he was going to get a job out of it as Minister for Health if he supported abortion, he became a hypocrite. This is not about people changing their, their politics. It's people having no politics and just aspiring to power. And remember, the provisional army involved themselves in a, in a war for 40 years where 3,500 people died on all sides to end British rule in Ireland. And now we have them implementing it. You okay. know, it's not right. a bit of hypocrisy there. Okay, thanks, Maliki. Let me go to Dermot. Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? 
Good evening, man. How are you? Long time uh, no talk. How it's been you? a while, Jeremy. Jeremy, I mean, okay, so you know, she's not suggesting to change the flag, but what she's saying is it's on the table. In other words, you know, if it comes to a compromise, say, I imagine a neutral flag, that for 32 County Ireland, you know, she's willing to discuss the matter. She's a, she's a mouthpiece for Sinn Féin at the moment, right? She's the leader, oh, she's the leader of Sinn Féin, Féin yeah. But the, but yes, but the bottom line is, this is not about politicians. Politicians will have no say in this at the end of the day. The, this, what's simmering under, under the surface is the dissident IRA, and there are plenty of them in the north who are itching to to um, to go back to war. And you, in all honesty, can you see the Protestants of the north? Can you honestly see the Protestants of the north deciding that's grand? We'll all um, we'll all unite together, and Dublin will be the capital. No, of not at all. Every- no, but 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 if there's a referendum, they will have no choice. They'll have to accept it. Uh, you know, if there's a referendum and it's voted for, I'm talking about. Yeah, and if it's voted for, and then what? I mean, the point is... It, oh, there'll be, uh, there'll be civil war. There'll be civil war. If the British if the British decide enough is enough, and it's coming, it's, it's simmering, it's coming to a head now under Johnson and his rule, this is the most, this is the most contentious... But, it, but, it, yeah, but it's coming to a head because of Brexit. Uh, you know, it and, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the logical it is, conclusion of Brexit. But it is the most... It is Boris Johnson and his Conservative Party, uh, whether or not they stay in power for a long Of course term, they will. It's the most contentious, the most contentious, the most dangerous po- um, political party ever, in, uh, as far as in my memory, in, in, in the Why UK. do you think that? Because, because he says because that Johnson, he's going to run with the Johnson, will of the people. Because Johnson, is, Johnson and his cohorts have absolutely no interest in this country North or South. No, they don't. They don't but, 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 but with the greatest respect, but Dermot, Dermot, with the greatest respect, this country is not their priority. The priority is Great Britain. And, I, and why should they have a massive interest in it? I mean, don't get me wrong, we are their next-door neighbours. And, and if, if tomorrow morning Boris Johnson turned around and says, you know what we're doing, we are pulling lock, stock and barrel and, and two smoker barrels out of the north, and that's the end of it, it's no longer a territory. I think that would suit them, to be honest with you. It would. It absolutely would suit them. And if they, if 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 he did that, one straight away, there would be civil war in Ireland. Hundred percent civil war in Ireland, and yeah. that would be it. It wouldn't, and it would no longer be. Oh no, no I'm 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 not trying to scare Bunger, but I believe it's extremely worrying times. It is, of course, extremely worrying times because they are they are a, they are an extremely dangerous bunch of people in the north. No, no, no. Hang on, well, yeah, but hang on. You, you can't blame the people in the north. You can't blame Boris Johnson. What you can blame is Brexit. And you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting the people who voted for Brexit were wrong either, but they didn't want to be part of the EU. We're still part of the EU. We're still under control of the EU. They leave the EU. We need a border. That's the way it works. And, right. and uh, failing having a border, we have to come to some other arrangement, i.e. we're a 32-county Ireland, or Northern Ireland becomes a separate state like the Isle of Wight. So, I mean, there's only two options. Well, the only other option, the only other option is, is that Northern Ireland becomes a, a, like Scotland. Or possibly like oh, well, or with a Scotland. suggestion before by Theresa May was we put a, a border down the centre of the Irish Sea. But they're never, and they wouldn't, and they won't. The DUP will never agree to that in Northern Ireland because no, then they believe not, they're being treated differently. There is such a thing, there is such a thing as, as, a, a, as having no solution. Because there will well, there be is no solution. solution. Because you cannot please everybody. No. Because if you, if you, if you, if Mary Lou Macdonald says, "I'm," you know, we, we might even join the Commonwealth if we don't. Because well, I hope. Know, well, I certainly hope that no, that doesn't happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And, and, yeah, that's not the suggestion, but I certainly would, wouldn't hope that wouldn't happen to anybody. Hold 
on a minute. Hold on a minute. Well, 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 I, I understand that you're saying to me, what you're saying to me is that between Brexit, the possibility of a border, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, Boris said he will try and avoid it, but he doesn't guarantee it. Uh, you know, that, that we could end up in a civil war situation. I understand that. We most certainly could, and we most certainly will. And, and then it'll be down to Europe and possibly the United States to come in and sort it. Because, to be fair, I don't think in the 21st century that, that the, um, America, who absolutely, for, 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 for decades, ignored the North. It really was only when Clinton came into power that the North uh, sort of came onto the radar, and Clinton did whatever he did. Prior to Clinton, Bush did, or um, Bush, after, prior, yeah, prior to Clinton, no American president gave a shit about Reagan or that, and he gave a shit about the North, whatever, and... I, but I don't think civil war would be allowed to go on in this country because the Americans would come in and they, uh, they, Europe would, would have to get involved in this. Because Europe have well, it is because we're part of Europe. Then, if civil war did happen, we are part of Europe. Okay, so, so it was, uh, well, Britain wouldn't be helpless then because they'd be out of the EU. But stay, stay there for a second, actually, because I, I'm running out of time with this. Actually, Chairman, I just want to get to Sean and Patrick very quickly. Uh, because this situation that happens on an ongoing basis on this show is actually becoming quite tiresome and irritating. So, uh, Sean, you've got 10 seconds. He called you a charlatan. Mind you, you did call him a dimwit. So, you know what I mean? You did kind of have your right to reply. You started it. Well, actually, I wanted to stick to the subject. I was just going to say I actually pretty much agree with everything Dermot was saying there. He was talking. Good talk to you. Good to hear you, Dermot. Good to hear you. Uh, I, I, just getting back to the topic, I, I just, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to, you know, whatever. Padre, if you want to insult No, I, 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 look, I don't want an insulting match between the two of you. There's absolutely no point, to be honest with you. It's a pointless no, I, exercise. You called him a dimwit, he called you a charlatan, game over, as far as I'm concerned. Right, it doesn't improve the quality of his argument. No, it doesn't improve the quality of the show either when it happens every single time. Exactly, so I have, I have no problem with that. Okay, anyway, so yeah, as far as the subject, you're actually trying to have a discussion about... Yeah, I, I I agree. You know, Dermot's analysis to me seems pretty pretty accurate. Again, this is why the whole thing with the Brexit was such a stupid, careless decision on the on the part of the British electorate in the first place. Because there really is no solution to this: the customs border in the Irish Sea, the hard border, you know, the 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 Unionists in the North. You've got the Republicans in the North. Nobody's going to be happy. The only way that the peace is going to be maintained is if Britain doesn't leave the EU. That's not going to happen. Well, then I guess there isn't going. There's going to be war on this island then in a few months, apparently. Because Britain is, according to Boris Johnson, he only said today uh, he more or less believes that it's a done deal. I'm, I'm paraphrasing at this stage that he, they will be leaving with no deal. He doesn't uh, believe that a deal is possible. It, that's such an so it's such an incredibly irresponsible attitude to have, and again, it, it but, shows, but yeah, but yeah, it shows but you have to understand, you have to understand, he's the prime the minister of Britain. Uh, the, right. will, no. the will of the people is a Brexit. No, Niall, Niall, he's the prime minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. But mm-hmm. that's, there's four kingdoms that he's he's. Well, this is Great prime Britain. Minister. It's all encompassing, isn't it? It's yeah, Great Britain. not just well, Great Britain technically is England, yeah. Wales, and Scotland, and you know. But anyway, yes, he's, he's, it would be like as if the U.S. president, you know, just said, "Oh well, Florida or Mississippi, it's not really you know part of the union anymore. I, I don't really care about them." I mean, this is... No, there was, there was a suggestion. Ironically enough, there was a suggestion for California to have its own referendum as they went to whether they wanted to be part of the United States. Yeah, that wasn't going to go anywhere. Although it is the fifth largest economy in the world, so it would, uh, mm. you know, 
for for as much as as Republicans like to paint the Democrats as you know greedy welfare leases, uh, California is a solid blue state. Actually, gives out a lot more in taxes than it gives in. Unlike a place like okay, but ju- ju- just in relation, finally, just in relation to the flag. Although I I know you you wouldn't consider yourself. Well, you're not. I mean, Sean, you're not a patriot, are you? You're American. No, I'm a realist, and I'm somebody who likes. Like I said, talked to you a few days ago. I like living in a rich, stable, peaceful country. I don't want to. to Yeah, but there are many people who live in this rich, stable country. Well, some people argue that it's rich and stable, but many people live in this country who are quite proud of their national anthem and their flag, and they're not willing to let it go. And if it's if if they're forced to choose between that and peace, well then I well yeah, well Sean I you know I would agree with you, but if you look back at thirty years of troubles where there was bombs and people shooting each other, most of those men and women weren't willing to give up the flag and risk their lives. Yeah, I know. And again, I, usually humans progress. Usually we're less stupid than our forefathers. That's the general trend over time. It'd be depressing to see it going backwards this time. It would really be depressing and unnecessary. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Sean. All right, uh, I'm not, I, there's no point in even get back into the argument with him, Podrick. Podrick, I think it's probably cringing there because he wants to say something to him, just call him names. 